One, two, three. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to the Real Estate Investing Foundation with Jason and Peely. Today, we welcome the awesome fellow New Jersey N, Justin Fraser. Welcome, Justin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, a little bit more about Justin. Justin's going to really come on and talk about how he went from three to 43 rental units this year uh, through apartments oh. and syndication. And he used a site, Bigger Pockets, which most of you, I'm sure, know, to create relationships with local investors and brokers and put a mentor in place to help him get through the deal. And he has a three year plan for the property that we're going to really dive into today. So, welcome, Justin. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So, let's backtrack from uh from where you are today but how did you get started in real estate and what was the draw to real estate yeah um four or five years ago i started a new job and you know had started making a little more money than than i'd been making previously and and started looking around as where should i put this extra cash should i be putting it in my 401k um stocks bonds what and and i came across real estate and actually I came across bigger pockets and realized like Hey, I, I need to be investing. Like real estate is, is where it's at. And so my, my initial plan was I'll buy a single family house. Maybe I'll make some double digit returns and that'll be great. And I'll just sort of cash flow from there and, and it'll be set up for retirement. And as soon as I bought that house and started getting cash flow, I was like, this is awesome. And I, I need more. Like I need to go buy another house. Uh, so I just started from there, I really got the bug and got excited about it and started going to networking meetings and, and meeting other people that were doing it with little or no money or other people's money because I had really put all the money I had into that first deal. So I knew I wanted to do more, but I didn't really have the cash for it. So I ended up bringing on partner and we started using uh, seller financing or other creative means of, of buying properties. And we built, um, you know, I bought two more rental properties over the next few years, flipped a house, did a wholesale deal, and just started building a nice little side business. Fantastic. Awesome. So let's dive a little bit more into that. How did you learn and who helped you to learn and take steps to do what you do and to mentor you? So in the very beginning, I got started with, I just called a bunch of realtors and a bunch of realtor offices in the area. And I said, look, I'm, I'm hesitant. I don't know much. Um, I, I can only afford in Trenton because that was where the prices made sense for the money that I had. And so I was nervous about that because of anecdotal stories I had heard from other people, but I, I just, I didn't know the neighborhoods. I didn't know the area. So I called and called until I found a, a broker. She said, you know, I've got a realtor for you. He's an investor in Trenton. He knows the area. And so he was like my first um, person that guided me. And we drove through all the neighborhoods and up and down the streets looking around until, and we looked at house after house after house until I was comfortable enough that I pulled the trigger on that first deal. So nice. a lot of people stop at that point to go out there and they start looking around and they kind of just do that process, but they don't really go after what was it that engaged you and said this is the house I'm taking action today I was I had pretty specific criteria because I was totally scared of contractors I was scared of work I didn't know anything about that just a nebulous thing and I thought I was going to get taken by any kind of contractor that was going to come in so I was looking for a house that was mostly fixed up and uh, that I could rent out fairly quickly. I was concerned about vacancy and this house just sitting vacant forever. So I, it, took, it took a lot. It took a lot of houses to see. And finally, when I found the one, though, I knew it because I had seen so many that were not the one that this one checked all my boxes. And, you know, the, the 
cash return wasn't going to be as much as some of the houses that needed that extra work. But for me, just getting my, my feet wet, getting involved, I needed that the sort of the safety net of not having the work that needed to be done and, and having a, a property that would rent out pretty quickly. So what's on your checklist? You said, you said that this property checked off all the boxes for our listeners out there. What's yeah. on that checklist of yours? So when I was getting started, um, like I said, I didn't want a property that needed work. I didn't want a property that was in a war zone. I was very concerned about like being able to drive down and check on things that were happening. So I didn't want to be on a street or a neighborhood that had a lot of you know, gun violence or anything like that. Um, and I wanted it to be sort of in a neighborhood that was walkable and uh, would have other amenities to attract um, some potential tenants. And so um, there are some neighborhoods that, that meet that criteria in Trenton and others that really do not. And so I, we sort of narrowed down the neighborhoods and just started looking at for those houses that met the quality standards that where I could come in and really not have to do much. I mean, I bought this house basically turnkey where I did not have to do any work. Um, the CO was already there, everything was ready to go. And I just, I started showing it the weekend after I bought it and got tenants in there. Fantastic. Fantastic. So in regards to now this, you did this and you did this format for another two houses. Is that correct for rentals? Yeah. So I bought two more. I I brought on a a business partner, a friend of mine, and we bought two more rental properties over the next few years. So what was the point that you said, awesome, this is great, but we should go bigger. Yeah. About the time we, after we bought our second rental property together. So my third total. And I was, you know, we, we had flipped a house as well. We thought maybe flipping was going to be the answer. And we had a lot of challenges with that. We ended up still making money, but it took us a very long time. And we realized, okay, flipping is probably not the answer for us. You know, buying single family houses will work, but it's a bit slower. And so I started exploring some options as far as what, what are other investors doing? How are people scaling up? Um, because I have some big goals and I wanted to get there you know, quicker. And so I came across uh, some people that were doing syndication and then that just opened my whole mind and started reading and, and planning and figuring out, putting a, a whole plan together on how I could syndicate and buy a, a big property without the experience or the money. So for our newer listeners out there, what is syndication? So syndication is when you bring together other investors and other people that want to put money into your deal and you go buy, you form a company and buy the property together. Perfect. That's awesome. And so now you take action. What What were the steps you took to one, find the market you wanted to be into, two, put together the team and three, find the deal? Sure. So for the markets, I was sort of like, Hey, any market sort of works for me in the beginning. I started looking everywhere and I quickly realized, Hey, this is going to be a lot of work. So I needed something within driving distance. And so I narrowed very quickly. As soon as I started looking at flights and how often I was going to have to be flying back and I was like, I, it's got to be drivable. So I figured eight hours, which was basically for me being in New Jersey, Northern New York to central Virginia, basically, and maybe out to Pittsburgh area. And I just said, okay, that I'm limited because I, geography because I, I, I need to drive. And then I started looking at some economic data, you know, what's, what cities made sense from a cash flow perspective. Um, I figured out that I wanted a, a value add property where we could do some work on it. I'm no longer afraid of the, the construction and the contractors, but putting the team together was really key. And I brought on a mentor. So I, I looked in my local market 
and I knew Matt Faircloth. Uh, he's a, a syndication guy. He, he owns a lot of apartment units. And so we had known each other for a while and, and I saw what he was doing and he was giving a talk about, you know, one of the latest properties that he had closed on. And I thought, you know, I could, I could bring him on board. And, uh, and that's what I did. I approached him. I said, look, I, if you give me some guidance, uh, walk me through the process, lend me some credibility and your experience. We'll talk once a week, give, you know, more if needed, less, less if needed. And I'll essentially give you a, a piece of my piece of the deal. And I wasn't so concerned about holding on to all the equity and doing it all myself because uh, I realized the, the value is the long term. And, and the first deal will be great to get the track record, but that's not what's going to you know, totally change the, my, my income and, and my life. That's just setting the foundation for the next few. So yeah. to get that experience and get in the door by bringing a mentor, someone that knew what they were doing, I was happy to give up some equity to do that. Let's awesome. delve into that just a little bit more, just because I sure. want to get what you're saying to people out there and like, I want them to hear you. Yeah. So you went to Matt Faircloth and you offered him basically a piece of your pie to mentor you. I mean, that is, that is a great story. That's a great way to take action. Everybody that's listening out there, I want you to, rewind this like I don't know what was that three minutes (laughs) and listen to everything that Justin just said because that was golden what a value add because I'm absolutely sure you could have gotten this deal done by yourself but having that mentorship or that that partner in place how how much did that streamline the uh, the process and how much easier did it make for you to do this transaction so first I will say and emphasize that Matt and I did have a, a great relationship for a while beforehand. So I don't know if he wants, you know, a thousand people calling it, but, but maybe I, who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's important to pick, find, find those people and build relationships, figure out who can help you get along, whether it's a mentor or a lender, anyone that you need on your team. Um, but having, having Matt, having someone that has gone through this on board app, like, answered helped answer questions ease concerns and doubts that i had and you know you can you can read so much and all the books and everything on bigger pockets or listen to podcasts about people that are doing it but the actual details get kind of lost or glossed over and i find a lot of people don't speak about the hard days and and there were plenty of really really hard days and and stressful moments and to have someone that i could call or text and be like what am i doing am i on the right path you know, who, how do I, how do I solve this problem? How do I negotiate this point with the seller? It's just so helpful to have someone that's been there. They say, no, actually you're, you're on the right track. You're doing it. Okay. You know, try this strategy. And it, it just really, really, I, I absolutely recommend anyone that's going to try to get into syndication uh, on any level to find someone that can, can guide them through it because it's absolutely worth giving up some of that equity to get it done. Yeah, absolutely right. You, you get sidelined by these little details that in the big picture might not amount to too much, but if you didn't have someone just to call up or text or email that could give you a 10 second response, it would sideline you for a week while you're trying to figure out yeah. what to do. And that, so spot on with that. And uh, you got into this great deal and I believe it was a 40 unit uh, yep. apartment complex. Yep. Where, where is it located and how'd you find it? It's in Portsmouth, Virginia, which is just outside of Norfolk. And I found it through a broker, I had started last July um, meeting with brokers in, in a few cities, and, and this broker in particular had a deal that I thought looked pretty interesting, and so we, I went down and checked it out, 
and uh, ended up not working out, but I stayed in contact with the broker. And every time he had a deal come across his desk that met my criteria, he would send it over, or even if it was close. And I would tell him, yeah, this doesn't work because of this reason, or this would work at that price. And we would just go back and forth and I'd come back, drive back down and, and meet with him, take him out to lunch or dinner and just chat about the market, chat about the types of properties I was going after. And so we, we built a relationship. And then in November, December, the broker called and said that he just got a listing. They had not even put the marketing package together yet, but it had just come in and it checked all my boxes. And so that I should come down there. So I think he called me on Thursday and I was there on Monday. Nice. So you were very specific when you were looking for single family homes. What were the metrics that you were looking for from an apartment standpoint when talking to brokers? It's interesting because it's the same process and, and very parallel whether I was looking for that single family house or the apartment complex. I just defined my criteria up front. I wanted something two to three million dollars and that was based on about what I thought I could raise for the syndication about from my network of people who had shown interest. I thought maybe around could raise around $500,000, which meant, you know, maybe two to $3 million purchase price. And so, so I started there and um, we wanted a property that needed some work that wasn't turnkey. We didn't want something that was in a top area that's all, all ready to go because the cash flow is going to be a bit lower. The investors that I had spoken to, the potential investors, they wanted something where we could get some double digit returns. They wanted, they weren't afraid of a property that needed a turnaround plan. And so we were looking for a property that needed renovation work that had under market rents and had potential to, to improve uh, both in the management side and in the actual physical unit uh, condition and quality. So was this a property that you could go in and it was stabilized to enough that you could get agency done on or did you have to get a bridge or construction loan? We could not get agency loan uh, debt on this. Um, we, it was a, when we, Went under contract, it was about 70% occupied, um, but the previous manager did not have great records. The um, tenants were not exactly qualified to, to be there. Some of them were, some of them were not. And so uh, most of the units needed some level of renovation. Uh, about half of them needed a full renovation. The property was built in 1986, and about half the units had not been touched really since they had been built. So 30, 32 years they needed some work. I smell a ton of opportunity yes. with this one. So, yes. the, so that's you, it. Yeah. So you <laughs> exactly. buy this property and with, with people, it, lots of times the story stops that we brought an apartment complex, but the real work starts when you buy it. So what's the plan <laughs> going into it? Yeah. So it was such a sprint and, and heartache and ups and downs and such a roller coaster to get to closing. And you, you want to pop the champagne and celebrate. And it's like, no, that's actually when the work is just getting started. <laughs> yes. That's right. Um, but people, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, you know, closing is a big deal. It is an accomplishment, but yes, yeah. the, the real work, the work of, cause now I work for my investors, right? Now I've, I've bought myself a job where I have to provide, execute the business plan, provide the returns that, that I put in the pro forma that I told them that I believe we can get. So now I've got to get to work and do that and execute that plan. So I have a great contractor, uh, on the ground in in the town, I have a great property manager, and they work very closely together. And so we have um, tenants that we had some vacant units when we closed. The previous the seller had actually filled up with a few unqualified tenants. So we were actually about ninety percent occupied when we closed. 
not great quality of tenants that had been put in there. Um, so we had to deal with that. We had some evictions right off the bat mm-hmm. and actually just got our units back because uh, we closed at the end of May. So we just got those evictions done and processed two and a half months later. So uh, we've had some tenants move out. We've had some, um, I would say, illegal activities happening around the property, things that need just need to be cleaned up. So our property manager is working very closely with the local police department. Um, We are doing things like adding a whole bunch of lighting so that the whole parking lot is lit up at night. There's a new light in front of every single door so that it's just not a place where those sorts of activities need to be happening anymore. And we've got people that are just moving out if they're, you know, they're, they've been problem tenants and, and we know who they are because the good tenants tell us who the bad tenants are and keep an eye on it. And so now that we've made some of these, started to make some of these changes, um, they're just moving. They're just asking if they can break their lease and move out and we're happy to let them go so that we can turn those units and, and put a, a better quality tenant in there. Yep. And sometimes allowing them to break their lease and just get out and not having to deal with the headaches is just the key to having a successful complex. Because it's not so much about always curing the problems. You want to make the community better for everybody, including the tenants that are there. Because imagine how they're feeling if they have all this legal activity going. So they're probably psyched to see you guys coming in and they're taking action. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to misrepresent. It wasn't a ton, but there's, there's enough activity that there were, the tenants were complaining about sure. it and the cops know the name of the owners and the managers and, you know, they've been around enough, but yeah, we're, we're definitely implementing some, some strategies that the good paying tenants are very happy with. And they've actually, they come out and talk to my contractor cause he's there every day. He's got a crew there and they're just giving us feedback. And I was there last week and just talking to the tenants that are out walking around and, they're loving the fact that the contractors are there doing the work, that the managers, they're turning it around and the, the, the good paying tenants are very happy. So that's great. We want to continue to make them happy. We're giving them the option to move out. So some of their rents are um, $735, $750. Um, if they're good paying tenants and they've been paying us for the last few months, we're offering them the ability to move into a renovated unit and that's at $850. So we're able to add sometimes more than a hundred dollars for that renovation. And then they're happy because they're getting a new renovated unit. And now we have another unit that we can go turn around. So two questions is lots of times the, the, the word property manager spurns people and they're so scared about that because especially eight hours away, they have a hard enough finding one in their backyard. How'd you find them and how'd you vet them? I started with bigger pockets. I, I put out a post. Um, We've been going to the, down to that area since the, the July before. And I brought property managers out to look at properties with me from the very first day I ever went down there. And so I, I got some recommendations from bigger pockets and I made some phone calls, did some online interviews and said, okay, hey, you know, I'm going to be down in the area on, on Thursday or whenever and uh, walk, come walk this property with me. So it's sort of a walking interview and I want to hear from the management company about well, what would they do with this unit and, and what, what do they think about this property or this area? And so we did that for a few different properties and a few different management companies and sort of got a sense of their style and, and approach. And, um, you know, we, we got to know them better through that extra time that we spent uh, walking those properties together. It's awesome. So now that you've taken down your first large multifamily, congratulations, by the Thank way. You. What are some of the big aha moments that you might have had or some of the biggest lessons that you learned that you're going to take into your next property? Because yeah, you know question. there's going to be another one. Yeah, yeah there, there just certainly will be. Yes. Uh, the plan is to 
to execute on this one right now, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some offers start going out in the next few months again on, on the next one. Nice. Um, but yeah, the, the, so many lessons every day, every single day, there's a lesson learned, you know, everything from, because even with a mentor, even with someone that's guiding you through it, you're still going through surprise after surprise after surprise and, and doubt and questions. And so from the money raising standpoint, you know, starting way earlier than I thought I should have started, like I should have started the second I had this thing under contract. You know, I was waiting. I didn't want to put it out if I didn't think it was going to happen. Like now the next deal, as soon as I, probably even before I get it under contract, I'm going to put it out to some, some people and say, Hey, is this the type of thing you're interested in? Because I certainly waited too long. I ended up having to use all of our extensions on uh, the contract and then even had to go back and negotiate for one extra extension uh, that wasn't in the contract, which the seller was not happy about, but I needed 30 more days to close. And so, so I should have started way, way earlier in that process. So that's a, that's a really big aha, start early, raise money early. And we were just talking before we came on online about your big tip that's on your bio. And what was that tip again? Tell everyone what you're doing and don't be afraid to annoy them. And it's, you know, for me, it's not a point of embarrassment. And if people don't want to hear it, then they're probably not going to listen to you anyway, which is fine. But for the people that do want to hear it and are interested, you know, you might have a, a potential investor or someone that, or someone who knows someone that wants to get in. You know, I told everyone from friends, family, coworkers, for at the, getting coffee at, at the office. I'm literally like talking to people about what I have going on. And, you know, some people don't really get it or whatever. And other people are, Oh, tell me more. Let's talk about that. And so I'm happy to annoy everyone and tell them all what I'm doing because that's how, that's how you find investors. Yep. And it's huge because you have to get over the hurdle of people becoming accustomed to you doing that space before you can even present a deal to them. Because it's with apartment syndication, you're right. It's not an investment that everybody has heard of or or even thought about before. So if you hit them with, hey, I'm doing this now and I have this deal and I need cash within 30 days, that's a lot of stress on people. And lots of times they'll shut off before you can even get through it. But if you talk to them months before, you you know, even year, because this is not a, uh, you know, I'm sure that. this is not a, a quick play. You don't just say, I want to buy apartments and then tomorrow you buy an apartment building. It takes a ton of work like Justin's put in here to go out there, find the market, find the team, find the deal, put the resources in place to get this closed. So get out there and talk to people about what you're doing. So when the deal and opportunity comes up, it's, it makes the process a lot clearer. And we've all been in the same boat as Justin waiting until, uh, you know, wanting to be sure. And then it, it, it does make the timelines uh, a little more aggressive. So awesome to you. You got it done. You got through it. And that's the important part. So now that's a great place to start for, for the next one. Yeah. And just one tip to build on that is I started, I put together, I ran the numbers on properties I was seeing on LoopNet and they weren't great numbers, but I put together basically a a sample package and I said, I'm looking for a property kind of like this, kind of in this price range. I want the returns to be in this general range. Is that something you're interested in? So for a lot of people that spurned a whole bunch of questions. Well, how, you know, is the money secure? How does it work? How do I get you the money? You know, can I run a background check on you? The whole wide range of questions, but I got a lot of that out of the way before I even had the deal. With a lot of my investors. So by the time I did have a deal, I was able to go to them and say, Hey, this one is very similar to the other one. Here's where it's different. Here's our business plan. And they were already that much further along in the process. And you didn't have those other hurdles to overcome that, that you can answer ahead of time. So you just, yeah, Yeah, you just gave 
two yep. different tips right there. Number one, put together your mock deal and you can go on LoopNet and look for that mock, mock deal. And number two, go on LoopNet to practice. Yes. Find those deals, find those yes. properties and practice on them and keep on practicing because the more you do it, the more you'll get used to it. And when the one comes, you'll be ready for it. And go see them. Don't just run the numbers. Go call the broker, find out the story, go walk the property, bring a property manager with you and start to get a sense so that all that stuff is answered by the time that really good deal does pop up in that town that you've already walked the other properties on. Such a huge golden nugget right there. So where do you go now? You're repositioning this property. What's the five-year play for adjusting an apartment syndication? Well, like I said, we're going to knock this one out of the park. We're already doing really well with it. And uh, we're, we're exceeding some of our, our numbers on the rents that we thought we could get. So we're very happy with this. Um, but I need to make sure that this is a home run because I know that the investors that I have in this deal are going to be my referrals for the investors that I get in the next deal. So if I can make, you know, I have about a dozen investors on this one. If I can make them all really happy, then I've got a dozen people that want to refer me to their friends and family and coworkers and people that they know who might be interested in this. So we're starting that process now, talking to people and just making sure that um, I can build those relationships now so that when I am ready uh, for the next one, I've got a bigger network. And honestly, just having some success with this one, talking about it. People are really gravitating to it. I have a lot of people asking me for coffee and they want to meet and they want to talk about the types of investing that we're doing and just having some success and talking about it just breeds more conversations. And I'm always happy to talk to investors about their goals and, and what they have going on and how syndication works. And then that just breeds a conversation where that person might not be interested now, but maybe in two or three years, they might be interested and we just follow up with them and continue to stay in contact and let people know the types of projects we have going on. And um, so the, the plan is to continue with, with syndication. I would love to uh, grow to larger units and um, eventually do this full time. I mean, I can certainly see a path for this as a, as a full time path. Sorry guys, if you're watching from work, but I think, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anyone, uh, I don't think anyone would be surprised. Honestly, you know, it'll be, it, it's going to be a while, right? It's like I said, this is not a, a grand slam and you sit down and, and quit your job. It's I'm building a methodical business and, and we're planning and it's, you know, we're probably a few years out, but I'm, you know, I'm happy where I, I am right now. And by the way, having everyone wants to quit their job, but I, qualified for the loan on this deal. I personally guaranteed it. So uh, I did that mostly because I have an income from my day job. So while everyone wants to jump into quitting their job, it is very beneficial to have that coming in. Otherwise, you've got to find someone else to qualify for you. That's a great tip. And you've taken huge, huge steps now here in the last couple of years. And if there's someone listening out here who's just starting their real estate journey, what's an actionable step that you think they should take today to really get out of the gates and start running? They need to get out and meet people. This is real estate is such a business that depends on the people that you know, because go, go to RIA meetings. I run a RIA meeting because it helps knowing everyone, know the people that want to invest in your future deals, know the people that are going to mentor you on future deals. You know, from my RIA, I've borrowed money. I've bought property. I've sold property too. It's all through that network that I'm building. And so the first step is just getting out there, get over any sort of insecurity that you have and get into the room and just tell people, what you want to do. And it doesn't have to be what you're going to end up doing, but at least get in the door, hear what other people are doing, and then you can make your plan. It's awesome. Fantastic. 
great, great information. So we have a couple more questions before we let you go. The first right. being is, what is your big why? My why? Uh, my why is very important to me and actually really helped me get through this deal because uh, there were some nights, uh, one night in particular, I remember like we uh, got off the phone with the broker. It was when I needed to ask for that final extension that was not in our contract. And I was, I literally got physically sick that, that night after getting off the phone with the broker because I was so, so stressed about this. But uh, I, you have to regroup and you have to, if you're just in it for the money or whatever, like it, I don't think that that's a strong enough why. And for me, it's my wife and my son and the, the life that I want to build for them. And, and our family and our, the future family that we're going to have. And so I have a very clear picture of what I want that to be. And so I just draw a direct connection and I say, okay, if I, if I go and I stay up late and I do this paperwork or I just push through this, this feeling in my stomach and the nerves and the everything, there's a direct connection between doing that and building the life that I want for my family. And so I just keep that the front of my mind and it just keeps me going. That's that incredible. It's yep. amazing. That's Great beautiful. advice. So what are some words you live by if you have them? Um, I, I just try to be, you know, I try to be me. I try to be authentic. And whether it's, it's someone that I met 10 years ago or someone I met today, uh, I'm usually the same person. And, and I actually got in some investors on this deal, people that I knew 10 years ago, I hadn't talked to in six or seven years. And they, they said, I'm interested in this because I know who you are. And, and so just being authentic and, you know, doing how you do anything is how you do everything really. And, and so I just try to always, um, do, do right by others and, and just try to, to be honest and open with people. So be you, be, be authentic, you. do right by others. Those are great words to live by. So if any of our, if any of our listeners want to get a hold of you, what is the best way to get a, in contact with you? My website is 88realestatecapital.com. Uh, I'm on there. I'm on any social media platform. You can look for me by name or by the company name. I'm also on Bigger Pockets. That's awesome. Justin, thank you so much. This has been an incredible wealth of knowledge. Uh, Justin also has a great meetup in, in South Jersey that you should definitely check out if you're in that area down there. Congrats on your recent success. We know you're going to do a ton more deals. We're excited to it. We want to have you back on when you do the next one for sure. Absolutely. Thanks guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. So this is the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason and Peely. Thank you so much to Justin for being on today. And thank you to everyone out there. We are so grateful to you for listening. Bye now. Bye now.